This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Welcome, everybody. We are a little over a week out from Husker football returning. Uh, so this is podcast six. Don't want to jinx us. We're getting excited, though, uh, to be able to watch you know, our boys play here in a couple weeks. Uh, we'll have to you know, hold off a few more weeks, though, to talk about them. So this week, we'll focus on recapping some of the other conferences games. We'll do football and fleek, our fan favorite. And then we'll wrap up kind of looking forward to this week's games and reflecting on our picks from last week. So kind of the game that I wanted to start and kick us off with is the Alabama Old Miss game. What were you guys' thoughts? Did you get a chance to watch it? I did get a chance to watch it. I was trying to watch the Clemson-Miami game, but because it was such a close game, the Alabama Ole Miss game was so close, Jared wanted this one on the TV. So we spent yeah. a good portion of our night watching this game, and Jared was stressing about it. Um, and at one point, I just I was like, I really hope Alabama has the ball last because I think that's the team that's going to win. Right. Um, like, it was overtime. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was so crazy. What were your guys' thoughts on it? I was I was actually the opposite. I started watching the Clemson Miami game first. Um, so I was more flipping to Alabama Old Miss like during breaks or whatever. But yeah, I was shocked to see how close it was until pretty much the fourth quarter and like kind of toward the middle of the fourth quarter. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I was I was surprised. I I heard a rumor too that like, I don't know if this is a joke or not, but Nick Saban was saying that maybe Lane Kiffin knew like the defensive play calls or the offensive one of the two or something. I can't remember, but I don't know. I, I thought it was, it was closer than I thought. So Lane Kiffin must've put together a pretty good game plan. Yeah. You know that he was completely focused on that probably since like the middle of the summer, you know what I mean? He's been preparing for this game, but yeah, he's like a really, I, as much as he's, immature and you know I don't know how great of a head coach he is he's a really really good offensive play caller mm-hmm. and I think that's what we saw Alabama could not stop them yeah well yeah I mean the score 63 48 is almost like a big 12 game yeah that's, oh, what, I know. I, that's what I thought I was like is this a big 12 because <laughs> they're like yeah but I that's what surprised me about the game is how high scoring it was like I would have thought it would have been like the other way around like you know the defense's holding each other but I mean that would make sense if Lane Kiffin knew their defense or like you know, <laughs> call, and then that's like that mixed with because it was just like every single call he was doing like I mean obviously not every single one because they didn't score like every single play but like a, a lot close. of times it was just like wow that was like a, and it was like so random too like the play calls he was mixing like he would do the option one time and then he would like I don't know it was just like very variety of like he had the perfect play call every time and it's kind of like how did you do that yeah but I felt like he was it was really aggressive too like he was just rolling the dice because at one point they had driven down the field and it was like fourth and I don't remember I mean they were they were in the red zone but most of the time a coach would go ahead and like take the points and just kick a field goal but Lane went ahead and went for it on fourth down and they ended up converting so I mean it was the right call in hindsight I guess but I just felt like it was a super aggressive game plan. It was. Um, I read a stat too that it was because, like, like Amy said, I kind of expected more of a defensive battle. Yeah. It's the most points given up to an unranked team in the AP poll era by Bama. So yeah, their defense did struggle, and it was kind of interesting to see because that's not something I typically think Alabama is going to struggle at. Yeah. And I had them kind of sitting at number two, but I'm like, mm, is I there know. a defense we're open for some? Uh, yeah, it made me wonder, too. I mean, they definitely didn't look like the strongest team on Saturday, mostly because of their defense. I agree. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> not to make light of the situation, but someone had made a note of like, you know, is Saban going to get more involved with the defense maybe during practice this week? And unfortunately, that will not be happening for him. He He got the COVID. He did not look good on Saturday night. Um, I was just attributing it to the fact that the defense was giving up so many points, but I'm wondering <laughs> in hindsight, I'm like, maybe he was starting to feel bad at that point. How, I don't know. How did he pass all of the like testing then to like get into that? Like, does the SEC not have as rigorous of like, I mean, I know they obviously don't have as rigorous as us, but like, mm-hmm. like they, I don't know, like, don't you have to test negative before you like yeah, travel? I th- 
I think you have to test negative the day of the game. I was just joking. Um, he oh. did look really haggard and like worn down, but I, I don't know that it was necessarily because of COVID. I just thought like looking back today, I was like, oh, he did not look good on Saturday. I bet you the, the game, like the stress from the game suppressed his immune system so much that the COVID yeah. just like jumped on him. Took right over. You, meant, you mean that he was left defenseless? That's what she's saying, yeah. That'll appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, in all honesty, you know, hopefully everything's okay with him and he he bounces back here. But um, the other point I wanted to talk about is the quarterback for Alabama, um, Mac Jones. I know Megan's favorite thing is not to call them a game manager, but maybe they just don't make stupid mistakes. He seems to be that guy. So he went 28 for 32. He had 417 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Najee Harris had five, by the way. What do you guys think about him? Is he a game manager or does he just a smart decision maker and doesn't try to do too much? Can't you be both? Yeah, I think he's both. And I think beyond that, I think he has a lot of talent too. I mean, he's not going to be a dual threat quarterback. That's that's where I, you know. But I think he has a great arm. I I guess I don't think he is like very athletic. Um, Like, I mean, obviously if you take like a, whole of like the general population like he he's probably above average there but like for football players I don't find him exceptional I think what he's do you mean very by athletic? smart like but, he's not like quick and can right run the like ball athleticism. or he doesn't have a whole lot of athleticism but I think he is very much like he like he's smart he is a game manager he can you know make sure that the ball gets snapped before the play clock runs out he makes you know good decisions I think he's very smart he's a testament of what like there's like a uh, polar opposites where you have like guys with a bunch of athleticism but they can't like understand the play calls or like they don't make smart decisions he's the opposite of Franks Okay, yes, or like Pearsonell, like why would you try and feel that? You muff it like nine times out of ten. But um anyway, it's just like he's the opposite of that and he's a testament of what you can do if you like understand the game and are mm-hmm. very knowledgeable and just smart. And he has a decent enough arm to get the job done with like his stellar cast around him. But like I don't think he is a great athlete. Like I just I don't know. A poor yeah. man's Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think most I think I like most it. players would I like take that we, like, we like describe him by like comparing him to other people We're like polar opposite of Libby Franks. Poor man Tom Brady. Got it. Okay. I mean, I'm not you have Heisman candidate question mark here in the notes. I'm not saying he's a Heisman candidate. I do think he has a lot of like Amy was saying, I think he understands the game really well. He makes smart decisions. Um, he runs, he, he is a good game manager, but I think beyond that, like, I do think he has a good arm. I don't think he's going to be like breaking away and like making tons of rushing yards. I, 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 I'm a higher on him. The upset he that he's not more in the Heisman talk and that's Najee Harris. I feel like yeah, people are just I like quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. What? I agree. Okay. Because it's not- just like, I even thought last year he had like, I mean, I didn't think he should have been the Heisman, but I think he should have been talked about more. And it's just like, I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't don't understand that because I feel feel like running backs are the most talked about after quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And I just don't understand why him and um, Jonathan Taylor weren't talked about more. Yeah, Yeah. I think too. And we'll we'll talk a little bit later about Clemson, but I think ETN is also another candidate for for that as well. But you're right. It tends to be that quarterbacks get a little bit of the love. So let's uh, let's actually talk about a quarterback that you know Megan gives a little bit of love to that had str- he didn't struggle but his team struggled this week. Mm-hmm. So Texas A&M and Florida kind of mm-hmm. a shakeup here. I think we all had taken Florida. They ended up losing forty one thirty eight. I do before we you know talk about the game. I have to give a shout out to one of our listeners who happens to be my hubby. Michael called this. He said you can never discount the Fighting Jimbo's, and they got it done. So what did you right. guys think? I have a question for Michael. Why did he think that they would win this game? Well, he's not bring here. Him right? in. Let's bring oh, him I'm in. Just, yeah. Requiring minds need to know. He's not here. So I don't know. He oh. never said to you like, <laughs> what made him think that? Because, I mean, I think if someone made that statement to me, I would ask for some evidence. Like, okay. why? What's okay. their logical reason? Let me, let me. Did he say well, it after the game or before? Yes. <laughs> He listened to our podcast, so let's give him a little bit of love there. 
And we right. all picked Florida. He said, I would pick Texas A&M. He says, you can never discount those fighting Jimbos. Those are his words. I didn't ask him to define that. I just said, okay, weirdo. And okay, then 50% of their games, you can discount them. So why <laughs> would they beat Florida? Okay, I don't let me y'all all just text he, him. We'll talk I about the game. It. I get what he's saying. He's saying you can just never discount them. So he wasn't saying he necessarily would have picked Texas A&M. Okay. But that, right? I'll clarify for you with that because I mean, upsets do happen. And of course, of course. Okay. Well, you know what? I will, we'll circle back around. Okay. Let's, let's focus on Kyle Trask though. Fun little fact about him. And maybe this was the jinx. He's actually named after Kyle Field, which is Texas A&M stadium. Yes. Both of his parents were Aggies. I think there it is. There's the curse. Maybe he threw the game because his parents were like, he actually played I'm, decently I'm, well. I, I mean, he did it. Earth Megan jumping to his defense again. I was, <laughs> I was just kidding though. He played well. FYI, I didn't <laughs> think she really threw it. He looked stellar out there. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think the reason Florida lost should be blamed on their defense, not it's, on their. You offense. know whose fault? It's Felipe Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, that we'll was my second up. point. So defense seems to be a little bit of a theme for the SEC, which is odd. I know, it is. This is why I hate the COVID that is this year, because nobody can interplay, and we can't tell if, like, SEC defenses are, like, super down or, like, are their offenses just that high? It's like, I wish Mm. that, like, they could we could cross conferences and, like, see, like, oh, no, wow, they just really suck this year. Or, like, this, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so hard when you stay in conference only. Yeah. yeah. Although I do feel like to some extent you have that every year, obviously not entirely the way it is this year, but because all the teams are going to qualify for a bowl game, isn't that right? Yeah. They said that you didn't have to, I think they took away requirements to qualify. Yeah, you don't have to win a certain number of games or anything. So I do think we will get a little bit of that, you know, during bowl season, we'll get to see how they measure up. I'll I'll be curious if we even end up having bowl games, but we'll we'll see. Well, let's be optimistic. Yes, let's let's be optimistic. I I have it on record that a lot of people think that like after the election, maybe not right after, but that like stuff will die down. So I'm really hoping my kids start going to school every day. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get down to the root of it. (laughs) Yeah, let's be let's be real here. Um, I think I made this kind of, I said last year I had picked Justin Jefferson kind of as my to watch wide receiver. And this year, even though he's a tight end, Pitts still had a very, very good game. Um, Mm -hmm. he's still a top pick. I like to watch and he's always on the highlights. Um, but yeah, I, the, the last drive or like the last few minutes were crazy. Just how Florida had the ball and then Davis fumbled and then Texas A&M gets it and they drive and they have to go ahead field goal for the win. That mm-hmm. was pro- this was probably one of the best games, honestly, um, that I watched this week. Mm-hmm. It was a good game. Again, maybe we need to think about things defensively, uh, Megan. What What do you think? What are your thoughts on Dan Mullen? Okay, I think you both know that I'm not a huge fan of Dan Mullen, um, <laughs> and one of the biggest reasons is he's like, oh my gosh, he's a whiner. It's like when things don't go his way, there's always an excuse. Like he's never just like takes responsibility. We didn't play well. Like you know, whatever. He's like, well, the crowd size was a major factor. And then he was making this big to-do about how he is hoping that their stadium is packed to 90,000 this Saturday when they play LSU because the governor of Florida just recently said that, I guess, that they can allow bigger crowd sizes or whatever. So he's like, yeah, we better pack it out at the swamp. And then I think yesterday they had a bunch of players diagnosed with COVID and so they canceled the game. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like the game is postponed. So there will not be anybody. So I'm like, all right. It's for just complaining. Like, I know it's just like a really bad timing for him. Like I don't, you know, obviously he didn't know any of that was going to happen when he said that, but I just don't like it when coaches whine and like make excuses for their teams. Like, I don't know. It's just a bad look. Yeah. And the stat I had found on them too, again, I know we're continuing the theme of terrible defense, but um, they Florida has allowed 100 points in the first three games, and it's the mm-hmm. most allowed in a three-game span for them since 1917. So over 100 years. So let's yeah. let's keep this uh, defense struggle train a going, and let's talk about uh, Missouri and LSU. <laughs> yes. uh, 
Yes, and how people are like from the state of Louisiana are like literally having their own lemonade stands to get Bo Pelini fired. <laughs> yes. Oh uh, no, I said like, Bo Bo floating around on some SEC network that um, LSU fans were trying to get him fired. I'm not even kidding. It was a petition, and a bunch of people had already signed it. It's probably like how remember when we thought like Sean Eichhorst was like a spy from Wisconsin. They he was. Like, like, I'm not convinced. They probably they think, like, Bo Pelini is a spy from Nebraska or something. They're like, no way we can be this bad. But he, like, <laughs> he came from Youngstown State. Like, he didn't even come from us. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe he should, like, bring that cat out on the field with him. Maybe they'll bring him <laughs> Bo Pelini? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I find it humorous for a couple things. I mean, yes, he's working with a very young group, but when they are blowing, like, there was a few plays where, honestly, like, the defense had no idea what they were doing. Like, yeah. no clue. And I'm like, that's that's different than, like, okay, you just don't have the guys to go up and make the play because they're mm-hmm. young. I get it. Mm-hmm. They were completely out of sorts. Like, no idea. Backs were turned and the ball was being hiked. It is not good. Yeah, I think one of the things that Ed Ogeron said in his press conference after the game, which – Number one, in contrast to Dan Mullen, he like took complete responsibility and was like, this is on the coaches and it's like specifically on me, you know, as the head coach. Did he say it so just he like didn't that even... though, Megan? Yeah. No, well, say it like, he say it like that, Megan. Exactly. Do his accent. Okay. <laughs> Do it, Megan. I'm just going to summarize for you guys. Um, but he also said that what they're going to have to Go do tigers. is simplify. <laughs> Go Tigers. Go Tigers. No, they're going to have to simplify um, defense because it was just so clear that the players were trying to, like, do too many complicated, like, schemes and everything. And I don't know if that's Bo Pelini, like, uh-huh. overthinking things and just not, like, refusing to, like, accept the fact that these are inexperienced kids on defense that, you know, aren't ready for all of these complicated. Right. I don't know. But anyway, I, I do think that might have been part of the problem. Like, maybe they were just trying to, like, introduce you know too high level of like play <laughs> for them um where they just need to like you know just maybe play like a zone or something like until they're ready to like graduate like, to a harder defense Man is pretty right. simple i feel like that's more simple than zone well i don't know i wasn't giving specific like examples i was just <laughs> oh okay sorry he was he, all like, he said was simplify and i'm just like to me like a zone is pretty simple like simple but he was just saying that they were trying to do like too much on defense and that they needed to just kind of back down and like simplify it. And I don't know if that's like maybe on Bo Pelini, like just not being able to read the room and like understand what the players are able to handle or if there's something else going on. Yeah. Yeah. So Missouri ended up winning 45, 41. So I mean, it was still close high scoring game. Originally it's supposed to be played down Louisiana, but it got moved due to the hurricane. So just for a little conjecture, do you think that affected the outcome since the game was so close? I just can't. I don't think so. And I mean, I don't understand how even like the Texas A&M game, that stadium was like 20% capacity. Like, I do not understand how it's that big of a factor. Like, I think I think if you were to play that game, like five times like it would be a coin toss like every time like no matter where you're I don't think the location really matters I just think that's like a coin toss game I'm not saying that like the game will go the exact same way next time but I don't think the location mattered yeah I mean travel maybe I don't know but I was just kind of curious if you guys thought that was it or not what are your thoughts on the play calling so LSU drove the field at the end and they were at the one yard line and got stopped four times which is unbelievable to me. Overall, they ran for less than 50 yards. What did you think of the play calling? They did two runs and two passes. Maybe they need to figure out what defense Missouri's running and then copy that. <laughs> I just think run the ball four times, right? I mean, Grant, I know you didn't run for that many yards, but come on. I feel like you got to get it in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, we're like, we grew up Nebraska, like running back you, like you don't ever throw on like anything less than like, three yards you know what I mean like uh-huh. or anything less than five yards it's just like you run it I don't know yeah I was I was pretty I was pretty impressed with Missouri's uh defense or I guess LSU's lack of offense 
All right. So another game for the SEC, Georgia versus Tennessee. Georgia uh, managed to remain undefeated here. They ended up winning 44 to 21. Tennessee's quarterback, Garantano, looked terrible. He struggled. And Georgia's defense looked good. I think that, that that's what helped them win. They forced some fumbles and some turnovers. So I don't know. What did you guys think? I didn't think that Garantano looked bad in the first half. I thought he struggled in the second half, but I thought he looked great in the first half. That's fair. They hung in the game a little bit more in the first half. That's true. He did not really go over to the sideline and put chew in his mouth, did he? <laughs> that was Stenson. That's what I'm saying. That's a minute. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah, at the end of the other game, though, after oh, he was done playing. He really did? Oh, oh yeah. I thought it was like, just like when he was off the field. <laughs> No, 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 not between plays or anything. He was, like, yeah. completely done playing, yeah. Oh, get my chew out. I gotta go back. Yeah. No, I, I'm i actually shocked that Georgia's offense scored 44 points. Yeah. Well, again, they did have some good turnovers. They gave them some good uh, field position. But, yeah, that's definitely higher than they've been averaging. So, mm-hmm. I would agree. I, yeah. I think, though, what we – well, maybe I don't know. Did you want to talk about the game? Because I think what we really want to talk about is the fashion. <laughs> Right. Well, just a couple more game thoughts before we move on to that. Um, Okay. I think the thing that Georgia, okay, so here's the pattern that I'm noticing with Georgia. Okay. They, first half, they can't really beat a team. They can't put them away in a first half, right? They play with them for the first half. And it's like Mm -hmm. by the third quarter, fourth quarter, it's like Georgia is so stinking deep that they just rotate <laughs> their alignment. No, I'm not kidding. And they just wear no, the know. other team down. They wear them down. And then like, it's like the third and fourth quarter, they pull ahead or they, you know what I'm saying? Cause it was the same thing with Arkansas. Like Arkansas was winning until halftime. Tennessee was beating them at halftime. And I don't think they're making adjustments. I think they're just coming out and it's like, they have so many huge linemen that they just wear them down. And then it's like by the end of the third quarter, they start to put the other team away. And I don't think that's going to work when they get to a team like Florida or Alabama or, you know, someone like that. Like, I think when they start playing more talented teams that are going to be able to, like, get a big lead on them in the first two quarters, like, they're not going to be able to, like, rely on their defense to bail them out at the end again. That's just my thought. Yeah. There's a lot of that's what she says, but you were talking really fast, so I just let you keep talking. That was my uh, strategy all along. (laughs) There you go. You found the workaround. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm curious with Georgia. I I did have them behind Alabama, mm-hmm. um, but ahead of Florida. I still I don't know. Um, I'm also seeing, by the way, that the athletic director for Alabama, Greg Byrne, is now positive as well for COVID. So yes. he probably gave it to Nick Saban. Nick Saban, Pro- probably. But yeah, I learned to get on Georgia for me. What'd you say, Amy? I said, yeah, I got the alert three hours ago, like, together that they both, it said both of them had it. Um, I wonder if they'll even play this week. We'll see. Yeah, I think they have to. I mean, yeah, unless the players start testing is stepping in to direct the team. Yeah. (laughs) A little scary. I just wonder, I'm like, are they going to have players starting to test? That's more what I'm thinking. Right, that's true. That's true. I don't know. But we'll see. But okay, so yes. All right. Are we ready to talk about fashion? I think so. Okay. If you guys are in the market or forgot what a babushka looks like, all you have to do is just take a look at Jerry May Pruitt from this game. Was so, he, did he have like a sunburn and he was trying to like keep the sun off of his... Or like got a neck tattoo that he's embarrassed of? <laughs> what I think is hilarious is that people on Twitter were like, his face mask is covering every part of his head except the part that can spread <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah, I, what, what, I, did I anyone know. ask, like, there has to be someone that did a press conference and asked him, like, where are these answers for us? Yes. Well, why are, like, college coaches not getting fined like NFL coaches are? Because, like, I see them breaking the rules all the time, like. Yeah. No, because I feel like there'd have to be a central governing body that actually does its job. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But, you kind of you kind of have to love it, though. I mean, he's like so uninhibited that he can just go out there looking that goofy and not you know, feel insecure at all. I mean, well, like, you know, his wife like, is like, wearing horrified. anything. 
I know. He's like, yeah, holds my hat on real good. <laughs> yeah, I like it. She's probably like, that is not what I picked out for him to wear. It's probably like the sleeve of an old shirt or something. And he's like, this will do. Yeah, he like forgot his mask again. So he's no, like, it uh... was completely a gator that he pulled up. That's why Caden did the exact same thing. <laughs> and I was like, hey, mommy, look, I'm that Tennessee coach. And he like pulled it up over his head like a hood. I'm like, that was a gator. He just stretched it out up over his head. I am curious if that would hold my turkey neck in, though. Maybe maybe he's on to something. Okay. He might. Maybe. I'm not even kidding. A couple years ago, I saw this infomercial. Skin tape, and you can tape your jowls up. <laughs> okay, I might have to invest in that. You can, like, like, clear tape, and you can either, like, pull it behind your neck and tape it, or you can, like, pull your double chin up on the side of, like, your jaw and, like, hold your chins in. <laughs> okay. I have not seen this infomercial, but I have heard of, like, that tape that, like, ladies will use, like, around their eyes, like, at night. Like, you tape your eyes somehow at night, and it's supposed to, like, cut down on wrinkles or something. How? Like, then when you take it off, it just goes right I back. I don't know. I don't. It's like a cheap, like, eye lift or something. I don't know. But, yes, okay. I've definitely heard of that tape before, so. No, it was, like, this lady <laughs> was, like. to look into it. This lady was, like putting it on behind her neck to like pull her chins in and then um she would like pull it off and they'd all fall out and then she'd put it on again and then like smile right like... <laughs> <laughs> i know see so many the le- instant lessons neck learned. lift here it is there you go all right see i'm glad we have that fashion talk because now i know so many things you guys i didn't know before some tips some tips and some tricks all right, well, let's wrap it up, uh, the SEC, with the, just the last couple games. Auburn uh, played Arkansas. Another close game. Um, Auburn ended up getting the win, 30-28. to 28. The, the con- Not controversy, but the, the question that I had was, did you guys watch this game, by the way? Yes, and it is a controversy. Yeah, Bo yeah. Nix spikes the ball after he fumbled the snap, which apparently you get called for intentional grounding at that point because you have to get the ball snap too cleanly in order to like spike the mm-hmm. ball yes um which one i didn't know that but then two i still look think it looks like he threw it backwards and it should have been a fumble it should have been and i mean that's what sam Pittman was saying to the ref and they made the wrong call and they even admitted it like after the game they were like yeah it was going backwards and it should have been a fumble so sorry arkansas you got screwed yeah sorry arkansas um but I will say this. I will say this. I don't think Mac Jones would have fumbled it backwards. Oh. I bet Kyle Trask wouldn't either, Megan. I don't think he would. Okay. okay. Well, there you go. This is why oh. I would take either one of them over Bo Nix. Okay. I'm right. not saying that I like Bo Nix as a quarterback. My my whole like thought train is that he's more athletic and that like if he had if he was behind the line mac jones was i would like to see him play back there but okay we'll see. all right and then megan you added mississippi state and kentucky i did not get a chance to watch this one yeah the mississippi state kentucky game i just wanted to mention the fact that mississippi state's air raid offense scored zero points on saturday let's just yeah i completely missed this game so that's okay so kentucky won um and would you like to guess how many interceptions Costello threw? Three. No. He wishes it was three. Oh, no. Five. Well, it was actually four, but then the backup quarterback came in and threw two more. So oh, it was a rough day. It was a rough day for Mississippi State. Oh, but... man. I'm looking at the score of this game, Eeks. Yeah. Congrats to Kentucky on their first win, though. All right. Yeah. I guess Mississippi State did not get blanked, though. They did get a safety, I'm assuming. Yes, so. they did. And actually, they did nothing to get it. Um, it was a punt that went over the punter's head, and he had to kick it out the back of the end zone. So oh. that is how they scored their two points. Well, it's better than nothing. But yeah, their offense obviously didn't do anything. I, I like I said, I totally missed that game. But yeah. All right, Kentucky. There you go. Is Jerry pretty happy about that? Um, I or mean, did he, did he rock up in the Bama game? Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's too busy stressing about Alabama, so. Okay, okay. All right, well, let's move to the ACC um, and talk about the Clemson-Miami game. Um, no one is shocked, correct? No. Okay, yeah. Um, I would so. like to say that I called the um, 
the interceptions from Derek King. And if that Clemson DB hadn't dropped that one in the end zone, I would have hit it spot on and he would have thrown three interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. I knew when he was like under some pressure, he would just like cave like that. Yeah. I actually thought he hung in better than I expected. That's what I was going to say. He didn't look good. I mean, I agree with you, Amy. He had like one decent run and that was like, I don't know. Yeah, but that's more than I was expecting, honestly. I thought it would just, like, implode right away, and I feel like he kind of kept fighting, at least. Yeah, I that's what I thought, too. I mean, I know it was still a blowout, but I thought I thought he and maybe even Miami looked better overall. I mean, he just doesn't have anywhere near the supporting cast that Clemson does, so I don't, again, think any of us were shocked. Um, <laughs> definitely, I mean, this, Clemson might have the number one, number two player, Mm-hmm. And the nation on their team, honestly, oh, between yeah. and Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the thing I like about Trevor Lawrence, and I'm not like a huge fan, but I, I do like that he plays better when he gets hit a few times. Like, do you guys remember back in the playoff game with Ohio State? Yeah. He was kind of struggling, and then yeah. he got popped on that one play, and, and you know, Ohio State went out for targeting, and, and then he just, like, lit it up. There was a switch yeah. that flipped. And I love seeing that kind of competitiveness. And he was yeah. even like trash talking guys in the end zone. I I love when like quarterbacks, like kind of the pretty boy quarterbacks, have that flip. And <laughs> yeah, I but the ugly, ones, hot. <laughs> the, the ugly ones hot. The ugly ones can just go. Yeah, the ugly ones need to just be quiet. But the the pretty boys can talk. No, I remember. Um, okay, but pretty boy, ugly is like, not the opposite of pretty boy. Oh, what is the opposite? Pretty boy is like. A type of like style like he looks like a pretty boy okay could you Not run down i would like to hear a couple examples of pretty boy quarterbacks tom brady um trevor lawrence jimmy garoppolo just like the the good hair the like you know where they don't look okay. like they're gonna they don't look tough they don't look rugged they look pretty okay boy. so now I give, think, give me an example of a rugged quarterback college um, football please Tommy Armstrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Give her an example of what? A rugged quarterback. Oh, is that the opposite? Rugged? Laura? Like a Ben Roethlisberger. Like someone that looks like... You use college football players, please? Yeah, do you watch college? This is a college football podcast, if you remember. I understand, but like... Okay. I, I'm trying to think of... And the, the pictures that are coming to my mind are people that are NFL because they've been around longer. So that's why... Kyle Trask. Kyle <laughs> Trask. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> All right. Now we're just like listening. <laughs> you said rugged, so I was just helping you out. Um, No, but I will agree with you. I like it. Like, okay, I think Trevor Lawrence is good. Like, is he, you know, like my favorite? No, but I do think there's times when he gets like, I don't know if it's like riled up or whatever you want to call it. But like, I remember, I think it was last year. Did they play like Georgia Tech at the beginning of the season or somebody? He like threw a pick and he like busted his butt to like get back and knock whoever picked it off like out of bounds. And it actually like saved them points because they didn't end up like converting Mm -hmm. the touchdown, even though he like tackled him Mm -hmm. at like the two yard line. So he does have like this extra gear that he Mm -hmm. sometimes like kicks up into and I do like watching him when he's in that gear um yeah I think he's always like good and stuff but Mm -hmm. like I do like watching him when he gets up in the extra gear I mean I think he's looking really really good this season um I mean he's always the highest to lose yeah he's I I don't see how anyone's gonna take it from him if he continues to play like this comes in like yeah hot from the start I don't know and and Trevor Lawrence has a slump of some kind you know because the way like he played Saturday night I'm just like it's not even the same league as you know these other players that we're watching I mean Mm -hmm. as much as like I agree with you Amy it's Clemson's not my favorite team I being honest I'm like he is a really really good player and I I don't see how he loses the Heisman at this point yeah I I concur I concur although what if he he, like breaks his leg in this next game. Do you think he still has it one? Has he done enough already? I, I think that's a <laughs> lump I would consider. 
If he gets abducted by aliens, misses three games, returns to Earth, do you think he has a chance? What if he gets COVID? I'm just I'm just throwing some questions out here. What if he gets COVID? Yes, I don't I don't know, Amy. I don't know the future. I'm just saying if things continue along this trajectory, yeah. my money's on him. Yeah. No, I no, I, I said that from the beginning. I totally agree with you. I'm just like wondering what could be yeah. what could happen. Yeah. Who, who knows? It is 2020, so you never know. It really know. is. It really is. Um, although he did suffer a little bit of a of an in, well, not even an injury, a little bit of a, a tussle. He got knocked down in a very yeah. specific area, and the announcers were like, "Oh no!" They're like, "That does not look good." I'm like, "I don't know if they thought it was like a thigh or like a leg or an ankle." No, or they didn't. They didn't, Laura, because they were like. <laughs> I love like announcers how they have to come up with creative terms like to describe what they just seen and they're like, "Ooh, he just took one to the bread basket." <laughs> okay, maybe we were was this thing on ABC so you could have ABC or ESPN maybe because like they were the, the announcers at first were very serious. They were like, "Oh no. Oh, oh goodness or whatever." And I'm like, <laughs> "He got hit in the balls. Like what are you talking about?" Um but it was funny because Dabo after the game was like, I think that Trevor Lawrence milked getting the air knocked out of him maybe a little bit too much. And I was like, exactly. Like he wasn't seriously injured. You said he like milked that. And I've just heard that it's like you're pretty like useless for a little, like you have to let the pain wear off or you can, I don't know. I don't have balls, so I don't know, but I've heard <laughs> it's pretty bad. I've heard rumors. Yeah. Okay, I'm just saying after injuring myself um, at a trampoline park, with my kids, you can't judge people for them not being like not being able to get up and move. Okay, like I had to crawl off that mat, and like Kaylee was so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, she like doesn't even care you're hurt. She's like, "Mom, so embarrassing." No, she was like, she was like right there with me, but she was just like, "You can't stand up," and I was like, "No, like it's so bad." Like I was so confused about what happened. It was that stinks. Yeah, no, I. I don't think he's milking it either. I think he needed that time to recover. I think Dabble was just kind of giving him a, a kind of a funny hard time out of it. But um, I, I will say something that did not look stellar for Clemson, though, was um, their field goal and extra point kicking. Um, they had three blocked field goals. And uh, Dabble was like, I may never kick another one again. <laughs> uh, they struggled. Yeah, you don't need to. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. That's true. A kicker that did do a little bit better. So UNC and Virginia Tech played. Um, and did, did you guys see the play where the Virginia Tech kicker essentially converted the entire onside kick himself? Like he runs <laughs> up, kicks it, and like recovers it. <laughs> I didn't see that, but I wish I had. It's you, like, you, it was, you it can't really touch it unless somebody else does. And catches it. You no, can't touch it unless somebody else does, right? After you kick it? Or is that just like a... No, it, after it goes 10 yards, you can. Yeah. Oh, but the kicker can't, can he? Unless somebody else touches it? Well, he did. Oh. Without anyone else touching it. Yeah. Oh. It's a one-man show here. <laughs> he, like, actually muffed it by accident. Like, it wasn't a play. And he's like, ooh, I'll just catch it. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. But what are you – UNC. Sleeper pick? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm can I there. just pitch something to you? Sure. Can I just pitch an idea to you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Why would you not, for onside kicks – just mm-hmm. get like your tallest guys, like your best hands, like the guys that like just can go up and get passes. And instead of like trying to get it to bounce just right, which is like impossible to do, why would you not just like lot like kick it so it goes or just like tow it up like super, mm-hmm. super high ten yards? So it's like a jump so it's like a jump it's ball a jump then ball. when it comes down. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Why, why don't people try that more? Like I don't understand it. That, I feel like that would be way easier than getting it to go 10 yards and bounce like yeah. at just the right point. Because it's so unpredictable like, with the, like the football yeah. shape. You know what I mean? You just don't know which direction it's going to. Yeah. Right. I don't just, know. Just like make it a really high jump ball. Mm-hmm. I think I'm think I I'm on to something. I'm going to pitch Special it to say. Yeah. There you go. Well, he's down with the COVID and he's, he's bored. Like, he's, gonna, got some, he's got some free time. I'm going to so. hit him up in his DMs and then he's going to do it. Lots of good ideas. Um, and then we're kind of rounding it out. So Florida State played Notre Dame. This one, I, I couldn't believe the score when I looked in like the first or mm-hmm. second quarter. I was like, what is happening? Like Florida State was up. And yeah, I, was like, I know. Hmm. 
wonder what's going on here, but they end up losing. So, uh, <laughs> so all is right in the world. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, so this isn't a fluke, but yeah, Notre Dame get, got out with the win 42, 26. But, uh, do you think Notre Dame just kind of struggled at the beginning or they're ranked too high? They're always well, I, ranked too high. Always. That's exactly what I was going to say. They are always ranked too high. Um, they are, this is like their first game back though, after being out for a month. With, I don't care. They're, you know, I know. I'm just saying. Like I'm not, I am agreeing they're ranked too high, but I'm also saying I wonder if part of the, the slow start was they hadn't played in a long time. Not that it's an excuse to go down, you know, playing Florida State, but. Well, let's journey over to the Big 12 then um, for another one of the great games. There's a lot of good games this week. Uh, Oklahoma, Texas. This game lasted like four hours. I mean, it went into like, you know, three million overtimes, but it was so long. Yeah, it it was. I will say, too, and Michael will defend me on this one, because they made their picks, and I know we all picked Oklahoma, everyone was like, oh, it's going to be a back-and-forth game, back-and-forth game. And I'm like, I actually think Oklahoma's going to lead the whole game. And they did until, like, the very end, at which point it was a back-and-forth game. So yeah. I was like, dang it, I almost had it. Yeah, Oklahoma um, is, like, the opposite of Georgia, okay? <laughs> if you just put those two teams, like, together, it would be the perfect game. But Oklahoma cannot finish a game. Yeah, they, I mean, Rattler struggled. I mean, he got benched, essentially, like, mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, but their backup that came in was so bad. Did you see him, like, take the snap and run and, like, fumble without even anyone around him? Oh, so bad. Yeah, I feel like, I actually feel, did you say Oklahoma is the opposite of Georgia? Yeah. Oh, you just mean, like, because just Georgia mean, does the- start strong, but they end strong? Yes. Yeah, okay. and Oklahoma starts really strong, and then they can't finish a game. Like, because that's- I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that they're similar to Georgia, and that they have like the talent, and like they should, like that game should yeah. have been close with Texas, but yet they still somehow didn't. You know, it was still close. Like you know, mm-hmm. how Georgia can't pull games out and stuff. I just feel like, yes. I feel like Oklahoma will like play down to like teams that they shouldn't, and then. Mm-hmm. Like when they got down to Baylor so much last year and then they like came back and won, it's just like they could channel how they played in that second half. Like it would have been a blowout. I just don't understand how you can't put a whole game together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, did go to three overtimes. Um, There was a point where we thought maybe Oklahoma had it because Texas missed a kick, but then Oklahoma went to four. And then it went, you know, I'm saying it went to three and then that oh. happened. And then it went to four um, where Oklahoma converted their two point conversion. Cause that's kind of when you start going for it. And then Texas got too many penalties and Ellen Grant ended up throwing the, uh, throwing the interception at the end. So that was a great game though. And I was, mm-hmm. I was equally happy. Cause I'm like, I just want both of them to look terrible. So. Yeah. And they did. It was kind of like both teams were trying to lose, but. They couldn't, you know what I mean? It was like, no, you win the game. <laughs> no, wait, you win the game. Let me, let me like make a big mistake. I mean, it was kind of painful to watch because, you know, sometimes it's like four overtimes. Ooh, each team is just like rising to the challenge, you know, and they're just both playing their best ball. But it was, it was not that. Yeah, <laughs> that was not the case. But uh, yeah, so Big 12 looking, looking really right for Oklahoma State. Or... My dark horse. Me dark <laughs> horse. You're right. Always undefeated in conference play. They are. They are. I made that note. Uh, and they ended up beating Texas Tech this week, 31-15. So, yes, correct. Still undefeated in uh, conference play. Um, The last one I kind of want to talk about is BYU. Um, They ended up winning 27-20. to Maybe a sleeper pick. Michael really likes them. Uh, Megan, you had a comment about their quarterback. Shocking. You have an opinion on a quarterback. Yeah, I really like their quarterback. And I said last week when we were talking about Cincinnati that I think as far as, you know, non-Power 5 conference teams, I think BYU is the best. Um, Their quarterback is really good. And I agree with Michael. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I want to agree. They just have some good quarterbacks. All right, Amy, it's time for a fan favorite segment. Kick it off for us. Kick it off. I like it. Thank you. Did you mean to do that? that. I I didn't actually, but. (laughs) Okay. So we're doing kicker moments of the year. Good or bad. Megan, why don't you go first? Okay. I was 
under the impression that it was from last week, not from the whole season. I probably would have thought a little bit longer about this if I had known that, but that's okay. I'm just going to go with the one I have. Um, And that is the Auburn kicker, Carlson. Is that his name? Shoot. (laughs) No, I forgot. Yes, Carlson. Um, (laughs) He's very memorable for you. (laughs) The Auburn kicker making the field goal that shouldn't have even been allowed because here's my thought. Can you imagine how much pressure he must have felt because like it was like they were getting a freebie to Mm. begin with and then for all of the like expectation to be on him at that point like you can't miss that field goal it was a 39 yard field goal so it wasn't you know like super long but Arkansas got screwed by the SEC refs so not very memorable I will not let it go I'm like outraged on their behalf (laughs) I am outraged I really am so Anders Carlson is the Auburn kicker. Do you guys know where he is from? Anders, um, like somewhere up in like Sweden or Anders is a very Swedish name. No, I know it is. I, I'm laughing because I was going to be like Tennessee or something. And you're like, went with really exotic. I'm like, oh, that probably makes more sense. Um, I is don't it- know. L- Louisville. Oh, I thought you were <laughs> both going to go Amy's direction. He's from Colorado Springs. Oh, how are we supposed to get that? <laughs> I don't know, because it does. I thought he might be from Denmark or something, so I Googled it, and he's from Colorado. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I'm like, how are we supposed to get that? Okay. Well, we learned a little something today. Amy, what's your pick? Okay, mine, I'm going with a redemption story. Um, We're going Jude Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Having two field goals and an extra point blocked, and then... um. I just, like, honestly, that kid had to be so rattled, and it wasn't really even his fault that the line was, like, crumbling on that left side. So the fact that he could go in and get one, and it was actually, like, a decent field goal that he actually did end up making for the first time. Um, And he was, like, a really good kicker coming out of high school. So I'm picking that one just because that's a lot to to come back from after missing or getting blocked, like, three times. Okay, I'm sorry. What team was this? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Remember, like, how they struggled so much? Okay. Okay. Remember? And then, like, we found out, like, a bunch of their, like, starting linemen were out. But they, like, didn't even walk. Like, literally, the people could have walked over and, like, blocked the uh, kicks. Yeah. You're talking about the Florida State game. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about picking that one, too. Um, But my pick was... Because he got so much love and such a shout out last year from Gus Johnson being Dicker the kicker, he was not clutch in the game against Oklahoma. So he missed the field goal in overtime. Huge defining moment for the game. I know Oklahoma still missed the kick too, but just uh, I, I do like him. He's so little and cute. He's a little kicker out there, but I do not like Texas. So I picked that as kind of my defining moment. I also thought about picking the Virginia Tech conversion Mm -hmm. for the onside kick, which I am still finding the video on, so I'll send it to you guys because it's pretty impressive. But, yeah, that that was my ultimate pick for for kicker moments. And I also Mm -hmm. picked from last week only as well. Um, Speaking of Gus Johnson, he called the Oklahoma-Texas game, and it was pretty classic, I thought. It's always very involved with him. He is, like, the cutest. I love him. Like, at the end of the game, he was just, like, yelling out words. Like, he was like, (laughs) Texas, football, overtime. Like, he was so, so cute and funny. I just, he makes me laugh. I do like Gus Johnson. He's fun. Sometimes it's, like, a little over the top, but I appreciate it for the most part. All righty. Well, let's make some picks for the upcoming games. We only have a few of them since, you know, COVID's, uh, running through a couple ruined a couple of these games but let's start with game day so georgia alabama hopefully fingers crossed it still happens everyone's healthy who are you guys taking this is tough um because i feel like there are so many last minute factors here um but i'm still gonna go with alabama like i just haven't seen georgia play a complete game and i I don't think Alabama's going to struggle stopping Georgia's offense. So I'll go with Alabama. Okay. Well, I have a celebrity guest picker in here with me who's really hungry Ooh. and waiting for me to get done. So, Buggy Boo, are we picking Alabama or Georgia this weekend? Alabama. Can Alabama. you get Alabama too? Good pick. Why are we picking them? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right. Well, we're going with Alabama. 
All right. I, if I'm picking with my gut, I also think Alabama, but I will make this pick with my heart. I will take Georgia to be a dissenting vote here. I'm going to, I'm going to root for the Bulldogs. Let's see mm-hmm. if their defense can get it done. So I'm going to, I'm going to go on the board for Georgia. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll take this game off. It, mm-hmm. We have two games to pick. <laughs> we have two games. All right, guys, it's going to come down to the wire and who gets it right. Uh, Kentucky versus Tennessee. Help me, help me pick Kentucky or Tennessee. Tennessee. Ooh, that's what mommy was going to pick too. Tennessee. Grace. Okay, I'm in a similar uh, situation as Laura. Um, my my head says Tennessee and my heart says Kentucky. So I'm going to go with my heart and I'm going to pick Kentucky. All right. I will take Tennessee. All righty. So only two games. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right. Let's wrap up this uh, podcast. Just taking a quick look at our picks from last week's games. Not going to lie. Pregnancy brain is real, so I don't remember who I picked, but you guys can remind me. Um, Virginia Tech and UNC. I want to say I took UNC. I think, Megan, you took Vatech. Amy, you took I UNC. Did. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. All righty. So Amy and I get get a point. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma. I think we all took Oklahoma. Yes. Yes. Okay. Alabama and Old Miss. I want to say we also all had Alabama. Yes. We, we did. Okay. We all took Clemson over Miami. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, so I get, it looks like Amy and I tied then. Um, we didn't really pick too many dissenting games, but uh, the UNC gave us the victory there. I will the also. The important thing little... is, we got them all right. So that is true, Amy. 100% looking we'll good. Take, we'll take it. Um, I will also note, too, just to follow up, I know I'd been tracking Marshall for a while. Um, they did get a win 38 14 versus Western Kentucky on Saturday. And they're taking on Louisiana Tech uh, this week. So we'll keep an eye on them. So um, are they undefeated? Yeah, they are. Oh, question. Would you pick Marshall over BYU? No. No. Okay. Good, because I wouldn't either. <laughs> okay. Just testing how crazy you were. Although, here's a question. Liberty is also looking very good. Would you take Liberty or Marshall? I have not watched either team enough, but just... My gun would either. say Marshall. Okay. Just just curious. Okay. All righty. Well, like I said, let's keep our fingers crossed. COVID stays at bay. Everyone that has it gets better, and we can have football this week. And then hopefully we get to watch our boys play in a couple. So everyone have a good rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content. Uh, let's wrap up just kind of reflecting okay, on... Okay, bye. Our- oh, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you said let's wrap it up, and so I said... Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Do you want to continue this podcast? Okay. Okay, Okay, Bye. All right. Let me go.